0: It's the tenth anniversary of Art Pop. Linus. And Will's conducting an experiment. Hello and welcome to Live at Your Own World Podcast. This is the podcast where we aim to entertain, educate and advocate. And this week Will is flying solo, yes, that is me. So I'm just gonna try and think of all the random things that's happened in my week that will fall out into your ears and I hope you enjoy. And if you're new to the podcast, hello, welcome. We welcome all so long as you're not a dick. And if you could click subscribe or follow depending on whatever podcast player you're on that would be really appreciated so yeah it is art pop's 10th anniversary and it's actually my favorite an- anniversary in the world no it's not my favorite anniversary in the world it's my favorite album in the world so let me tell you why firstly uh forgive that sound in the background but my dog is currently he's resting his head on a bag of jesus what's its what is it with pets and sitting on, you know, like, odd things like plastic bags and things that go crunch. Is it the ASMR thing? Do, they, do pets like ASMR? You could let me know. I've not got a clue. So, yeah, it's the 10th anniversary of our pop I've said that before. And I kid you not, over the years, I must have listened to it, well, the certain songs of it, at least. <laughs> this is no exaggeration, by the way. I'm literally obsessed with the whole album. I must have listened to it at least 50,000 times. Yeah, within 10 years I've listened to it at least 50,000 times. Do you like art pop? I realise that art pop, it's, it's, people either loved it or hated it, I don't know why. Ever since it was released, I've absolutely loved it. Although, I must confess, when I first listened to it, I initially didn't like it. But that's not a reference against the, the whole team that created it. It's just me. I take a a wee while to get used to something, you know? Especially if it's something new, say, like a TV programme that I've not watched before. It takes a long time to persuade me. And I didn't need to be persuaded to listen to her, because I absolutely adore Lady Gaga. As some of you may know, she is such an incredible artist. Like, multi-layered, multi-talented. Incredible artist. Yeah, and my favourite song on the album is called Venus. And why do I love the song so much? I love the way it sounds. It's multi-layered. It's, Gaga described it, it's like a gooey, deep kind of sickly beat. I love anything with a good, strong beat to it. I love the references to Aphrodite and Venus. I've Always been interested in Greek mythology and Roman mythology. I just love it. I absolutely love it, and I hope you love it too. And if you've not listened to it, give it a listen. It's, it's, yeah, it was way before, I had, what am I saying, it was way ahead of its time, yeah that's it, yeah the con- the, the experiment that I'm conducting here is uh, recording a podcast solo, I've not done it in such a long time because usually I record with my husband Jay who's not here, he's away to see some sort of band, I can't remember which one it was but I didn't really want to go and he's away to Glasgow to see that with my mum-in-law, his mum. So yeah, if you're a lover of art pop, get in touch. Let us know. You can uh, get in touch by leaving a comment under our Instagram artwork for this episode. At Life With Your Own Will on Insta. Yeah, give us a follow. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about this week. And I didn't really... Re- try and speak correctly. Will. What is wrong with you? It's because I'm, un- <laughs> I'm alone, guys. It's because I'm alone. I was, I was reading... Because I'm quite into how the mind works. Okay. Psychology, psychiatry, loads of mental health things I love to keep abreast for these kind of things and I was reading about this thing called lateral thinking the way the way it was described to me in the past it was like you uh, this was like such an incorrect thing and and you you lie on your back and you think about the same the, the first thing that comes into your head that's not the not the correct definition of lateral thinking so on wikipedia it says lateral thinking is a manner of Solving problems using an indirect and creative approach via reasoning that is not immediately obvious. It was discovered by a guy called Edward Gimono in... Well, actually it doesn't say when it was discovered, but all I know is that this is something that I've done unwittingly my entire life. Because when I have a problem, although I will have the conventional solutions to things, I often think of a way around things. So say for instance, if I... Go out and I'm struggling with something that's to do with sensory. And if you do to the pod, hi, I'm an autistic person. I will find a way to not avoid it, but work with it. So I'll know, well, I can get earplugs or earphones that have noise cancellation. Or just to find an alternative way rather than the, the quote-unquote norm. If that makes sense, do you do this? Because whenever I have like a friend come to me and they're like, okay, here's my problem. They're like, oh, okay, I didn't initially think of that, thank you. Or, where did that idea come from? Whereas for me, it's just like, well, it just, <laughs> it just comes from my brain, you know? It's just the way that I think. So, I am unwittingly a lateral thinker, and that's got nothing to do with lying down and thinking of the first thing that comes into your head. Yeah, I mean, if you want to try that, go for it. But yeah, it's it's very interesting to me how the mind works. How... Yeah, I think the mind is just a fascinating thing. <laughs> so going along the lines of lateral thinking, etc. Recently, I've been trying to find a way around getting work. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm a lace wig maker and designer. I absolutely love what I do. And that is only when I have the work. And in recent weeks, I've not had any work. And I'm trying on to think of all the different things that I can do to garner some work. So I'm like, okay, I'm tapping on that door. It's not working. I'm tapping on that door. No one's answering. I'm tapping on that door. It's completely locked and bolted. And recently, I've been really struggling with just that. Because when I'm not working, I feel like I have no purpose. Because I feel like wig making is my purpose. Because... Let me tell you the story and a little bit of a background. Some of you will know this, some of you might not. Around, yeah, so around seven years ago, I was in hospital. I was a raging alcoholic. I developed acute pancreatitis and that meant that I couldn't eat. And whenever I tried to eat or drink, it meant that I was vomiting maybe up to 30 times a day. And that's not an exaggeration, so I wasn't getting any nourishment. My weight had plummeted and as a result of that, my hair fell out. As I started to recover, got dry, got clean, got my head sorted, I started to think, what's your purpose in life going to be? What's going to make you happy? And when I was a kid, magic and hair always fascinated me. I put those two together, be a wig maker. So I trained to be a wig maker from home. Yeah, from home. I couldn't find any classes in Scotland. found a trainer in Las Vegas and it was all online based and I learned a craft online. Yeah, I know that sounds ridiculous but that's just the way it was and it is. And ever since then I've been happy that I've been able to help other people with their hair loss journeys. And when I don't get to do it, I don't feel like my life has purpose. I mean, I know your work doesn't define who you are, but it's a huge, massive part of my life. I love it. I never complain when I have work. Always love it when I'm busy. Wigs and hair is my autistic special interest. It's my hyper focus. It's everything I want to know, everything about it, you know. And so when you have that coupled with, I've now got hair loss again. As it was either last year or early this year that I was diagnosed with alopecia. And they said, we don't know if it's going to get any better. We don't know if it's going to get any worse. You can get topical treatments, but you have to use them continuously for the rest of your life. Otherwise, they won't work. So now I've got a chance to make my own hairpiece, which is... Which I know for the for the typical alopecia or hair loss sufferer, that is a completely unusual and unrealistic thing. Cause I mean, who, who, I mean, who that has alopecia has the power to make a hairpiece from scratch, strand by strand, for themselves? You never hear you never hear things like that ever, unless it's another fellow wig maker. Then yeah, but to the average person, no. So I've yeah I've been b- making my own lace hairpiece. And although it's for me and I know exactly what I'm doing, I know exactly how the design goes, I know exactly how to make it, I'm beginning to be my own worst critic because I'll know that no one will be able to tell that I'm wearing it, but I'll know that I'm wearing it. You know what I mean? And then there's like that, what's the word, is it? Juxtaposition or whatever one of those posh words are where... I know that no one else will know that I'm wearing it, but it's not like having my own hair. And then how am I meant to justify making these pieces for other people if I can't believe in my own art, you know? So, yeah, I'm doing that. Because, although I'm making it for myself, it's not the same as making it for someone else. There's not that incentive to make someone else's life normal again because, I mean... I mean, anyone that's got hair loss has a different story. Some people embrace it, some people don't. And that's up to them. That's entirely their choice. And whatever your choice is, do you, you know, do you. But for me, making it for myself, there's not that incentive. I like making other people happy. And I know that people say, well, you've got to start with yourself. Well, got to start with yourself. I get that. But I, in life, my main joy is seeing other people happy. And that's just me. I love it. And if I'm able to do that with, I hope you sort of work for someone. Great, but it's not the same for me. It's a bit like I don't know if you, if you're a, what's it, what's it? You call people that make chocolate things a chocolate, chocolatier, chocolatier, whatever, and they can make it for other people, but it's never the same for themselves. You know? Yeah. And talking of hair, hair has always been. I mean, I don't know about you. You can let me know. Um, Hair—it's always been my thing, because I've never been—I mean, there's—I mean, there's two things about, three things about me that I can actually say that I like: my eyes, my hair, and my intelligence—and that's it. So when I'm starting to lose my hair, it's a bit like losing my my identity, you know. And I will have that in common with other people, so I have that genuine empathy, and again, that ties into the work that I do. Yeah, I don't like it, because I really look after my hair. I don't, you know, put it through a lot of trauma, you know, like bleaching or colouring or anything. I really look after my hair. And it feels so unfair. It feels so unfair. And yet I know that there's other huge injustices in the world. But that doesn't alter the fact that this is how I feel. And I'm not about to start gatekeeping how I should feel when there's other things going on in the world. Because my feelings are valid. And... If you're going through something. Your feelings are valid too. Yeah. And if you are going through hair loss. And you want to discuss what your options are to replace it. Get in touch. All the details will be in the show notes. Or the episode guide. Whatever you call it. So that's that. But on a lighter note. I really love comedy. Do you like comedy? What's your favourite comedies? Let me know on Insta. Um one that I've been getting into recently that I have never watched in my life and I suppose I should well I say should I don't feel compelled to feel anything but I suppose I should as a Scottish person that I should have watched this show called Rab But and I watched the entire series like series 1 to 10 with various specials it was on Britbox but now it's been taken off I wrote to Britbox and I asked why and they said well our license has run out Okay, I also wrote to BritBox to ask why series, sorry, episode seven of series three of Scott and Bailey wasn't available, and they said it's not on due to legal reasons. What does that mean? Not on due to legal reasons. Does that mean they're not allowed to? I mean, obviously, it's for a legal reason, but I don't know what the legal reason is. What could that be? But yeah, getting back to Rhapsy now, but it's about, um, I suppose you would call them a dysfunctional family, and they're from our town in Glasgow I think and it's called Govan and it's yeah this dysfunctional family family. so you have Rab C. Nesbitt who starts off as a raging alcoholic and again it's one of those shows that I had to be gently persuaded to watch because I, I don't know if I mentioned before that I had to be persuaded to watch The Golden Girls yeah I know that's like a crime for a gay person to say you had to be persuaded to watch The Golden Girls but yeah, I, I sp- and so going by that, I persuaded myself to watch this. And when I'd ever seen snippets of it or photos of it, I thought, oh, no, that's not really for me. But I really like it. I really, really like it. And the way that a couple of the characters speak, it kind of reminded me of a couple of relatives that I have. Um, Not that I'm saying that they're alcoholics, but I mean like the, is it dialect? Is that what you call it? Regional speech. Yeah. I really liked it. Have you seen Rapsy rap, Ness, But if not, why not? If you want to have a laugh at a lot of people who get drunk and do ridiculous things, then give it a watch. Let me know what you think. Shall I try in un- Rab's accent? <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome to Life at Your Own Well podcast. I'm your host, Will Venus. <laughs> no, it doesn't really suit me, does it? Although, I think. You know how you do that thing when sometimes you're in amongst people you know and you start to get relaxed and you... I mean, I don't know if it's just me because I, I mimic people to make them and myself feel comfortable but you start to mimic that accent. Yeah, I'm wondering if I start to sound like that when I'm in amongst people that are from my town and, you know, like further east and west because whenever I'm online, like doing a podcast on my YouTube or whatever... I really have to rein in my accent because some people don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I know that sounds hard to believe. So if I was to completely relax, I might sound slightly like Rab C. Nisbet. And yeah, getting back into the show anyway, I really like how from Rab's perspective, he's got quite a philosophical outlook because they do this thing where they break the fourth wall and that means... They're not just interacting with the other characters; they're interacting with you to let them know your inner thoughts. You know, uh, they do it on shows like Miranda. You know, breaking the fourth World. If you're not really sure, look up. It's a it's a theater term. And going by theater terms, when I'm watching the show, I corpse so much. <laughs> like, like some of the days when I've been watching the show, my stomach cramps for the laughter because it's so cleverly written. It's so funny. You understand what they're saying. Some in a couple of the 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 episodes, they they do like audio description. And the character played by Elaine C. Smith, Mary Doll, she um she was on the phone to one of the relatives, and she's was like, "Oh, I'm all up to hide dough," and that basically means I'm at my I'm at my wit's end. So if you ever hear a Scottish person say, "I'm up to high dough," that means they're really anxious and stressed and at their wit's end yeah so going from comedy to something a bit more serious very serious actually i've I found something out this week about various people that I've interacted with and worked with over the years, and I'm not gonna name names I'm just gonna say they that's not how they identify I'm just gonna say they and whenever I'm working with someone or if I meet someone i am I can honestly say this I'm always polite always honest always really upfront sometimes I'm not able to say exactly how I feel that's an autistic trait which I'm not ashamed of but I'm always kind and honest and polite and I'm I'm like that with anyone like if I go to a shop always polite I meet someone a friend family always polite I don't talk shit about people it's just it's just something that I've never been interested in I'm always moving forward. I don't really care what people do with their lives, you know. And I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I always see the positive in people. I always see the positive in situations. Although I'll sometimes feel quite negative, I always try to look for the positive. And this week I found out that a couple of people that I've worked with in the past have been talking shit about me. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it really, it, it, it really pissed me off. It really annoyed me because I'm like, why would you do and say this about me? I've done nothing to you. Why would you stab me in the back like this? And I'm not going to say the situations because I'm not interested in sharing, you know, like all the gossip or whatever you want to call it. I'm not. Into, I'm not into all that stuff. I'm always focused on something. Something positive, not negative crap. I've I've just it's not within my remit, you know. And I found it really hard to come to terms with. And I'm saying this because oh, well, there must be other people that go through this and Yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah, I share your pain. I share your anguish, your your frustration. And I've also found out that I've been exploited as well. Yeah. I don't know if that's my fault because I give people too many chances or if it's because I try to live in a world where I live with kindness and live kinda live in kindness, if that makes sense. And so it makes no sense to me when that isn't reciprocated, you know? Have you ever been through this? How, how do you get through it? Did you confront that person or did you just decide to cut ties? I mean, the only way that I I can deal with it is just to cut ties because I can't stand confrontation. I don't like it. I find it pointless. Um, I Also, I do not like aggression either. I mean, aggression to me says that someone can't regulate their emotions. So yeah, I've had that to deal with. So... I mean, going back to the wig thing. The wig thing. (laughs) My life. Is there anything that you could suggest? Because, I I mean, I'm one of these people that that you watch on TV or online or whatever, and they're totally obsessed with their craft. They're completely enthralled with what they do. I've got so much drive and ambition and joie de vivre for this art. I love it. And I've got all this creativity and it's going nowhere and I feel really stifled, you know, just really stifled Um, I mean I've got other creative avenues, I've got my ASMR channel on YouTube, I've got my wig making channel, but I can't really post much to the wig making channel because I can't give away my secrets, otherwise I'd be completely out of a job forever and probably excommunicated from the wig making community because yeah, some people are like that it used to be quite a a secretive society where no one could learn these new skills of how to make Hollywood-style wigs. Because that's the kind of wigs that I make, they look like they're grown from your scalp, they're not like these cheap Halloween things that you buy. And they end up melting when you walk past a microwave. No. I use human hair in mines. Although sometimes I use synthetic hair when it's like a character wig. But yeah, I've tried... TikTok, that doesn't work. I'm on Instagram, got lots of lovely followers on there, but that's not leading to any work. Um, I've approached a couple of charities, but they said, no, we've got people. What they really mean is we've got uh, companies to send people to. They don't make custom wigs. I've been featured on the BBC News website, Scottish BBC News. So I am there. Is there any other avenues I could explore? What do you think? Because I'm literally, literally obsessed with it. Like, I'll watch a film, or a TV show, or Lady Gaga, and I'm like, that's a nice wig. Can't watch TV without watching it twice, or a film without watching it twice. Because I'll always be thinking, oh, that's a bad hairline, or that could have been made a little bit softer, or nicer, or that colour could be better. I'm obsessed with it. It, it, It's my life. And when I'm not getting to do it, I don't want to say it makes me depressed, because... That's quite a quite a strong term to put on something. I mean, I have suffered with depression in the past, but I don't know with the way that I'm feeling just now. Maybe it's a bit of reactive depression. Uh, I'm not a medic or therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist. By any shape or form, I'm just... Yeah, it's just the way that I'm feeling recently. And I'm always honest with you guys. And I've always said that from the start when I started doing social media that i would be honest because sometimes you look at social media and you think oh they've got such a perfect life or things must be so easy for them but invariably with social media all you see is the best bits the polished bits, the super edited videos the things that have been made to look nicer by fancy editors but yeah, that's not me, I'm always honest, and I do that in the hope that it resonates with someone, because I want you to know that you're never alone with your feelings, and also if you are feeling like your feelings are real in your life, then, you know, talk to a doctor, talk to a friend, a therapist, a confidant, a neighbour, just talk to anyone, and never make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah, so that's been me for this week. Uh, I hope your week has been nicer than mine's has. Yeah, I do realise that some people have it a lot worse off than me. A lot worse. But, again, I bring it back to the positive and I really think about, well, I've got this platform to chat to you guys. I've got social media. I have a home. I have warmth and security not everyone has that. I'm able to talk to you. Not everyone has a voice. I'm able to read things. Not everyone has the power of sight. I'm able to smell things. I'm able to taste things. Not everyone has that. I've got family and friends and support. A lot of people don't have those things. And that's where I bring it back to the gratitude and Try to think positively. I mean, I don't live in a cloud where I'm like, yeah, it's all positive all the time. This is a great life. No. Life doesn't work like that. Life doesn't consist of being deliriously happy all the time. You know, you know what I'm trying to work towards? My dream is to build a platform for myself and to have a little bit more of a following so that when I reach that goal... I can then give back to other people to get to give them opportunities that they wouldn't necessarily have. That That is my dream. My other dream is to have a detached house where I don't need to worry about noise. That's like my end goal. If I achieve that within my lifetime, that is me done. That's me happy. That would be my idea of contentment. Because I think that's all we can realistically ask for in life is contentment. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, I I realise some people are thrill-seekers. Some people like to, you know, have, like, the extreme highs and things like that, whereas for me, I just want contentment. Yeah, contentment, security, and a lot of laughter, of course, because that is very much part of my relationship with my husband and with my friends, family, and chosen family. I love laughter. And that's the way that I'm trying to drag myself out of this dip in my mood. I turn something on and if it makes me laugh that instantly makes me happy and it lets me forget for a while and when I'm feeling anxious I mean is there anything that you do regularly for your anxiety? But every actually twice a day I do diaphragmatic breathing which helps to regulate your oxygen and carbon dioxide levels because sometimes when you are feeling anxious and you've got adrenaline and cortisol and other stress hormones raging in your veins it helps to lower those levels so that's what I do. What do you do? The other things that I do is I want to say mindfulness but when you say the word mindfulness it's like a hippy-dippy kind of word where you'll sit with your legs crossed and your fingers pinched going mmm and ah but it's not like that at all. Sometimes it's just sitting with your feelings or sitting doing nothing or just switching off from the mania and someone who will remain nameless got in touch with me recently and they said that they like I'm really struggling and I said well what are you doing to help or what are you doing that's not helping and they said well I'm on a certain social media platform that isn't known for its positivity or protection of it's users, put it that way and I said well just don't do it if you're going to be subject to that much trauma and it's going to affect you so deeply come off it there's no need for you to be on it Honestly, anything that you're doing in life if it's not benefiting you, why do it? And that could be addictions, relationships, habits, jobs, anything. If it's not if it's not benefiting you, why do it? Like be that hard-lined, be that clear. I do that in my life. If something's not working, change it. If there's a relationship in your life that is toxic or whatever, cut it out. If there's someone that sucks the the energy from your soul, get rid of them. Would they be upset if they ended the relationship with you? Hmm? And this doesn't just go with friends, it goes with anyone. Because, I mean, if there's one lesson that I've learned in life, I owe nobody nothing. I owe nobody nothing. Yes, I'm loyal to people. Yes, I'll keep their confidences, but I owe nobody nothing. Have you ever came across people that, like, well, I did this for you, you owe me. Well, yes, I'm grateful that whatever you did for me, but I don't owe you. There's nothing written that says I owe you. You know, toxic people like that, just, I mean, we've only got one chance at this, guys only got one chance at this life and you know just be with people and do things that make you happy do things that feed your soul and if that's I don't know drawing, making wigs or talking to people or motivating people or being a singer or an actor what you know dream big dream big dream big No one's going to come knocking at your door and say, here, there's X, Y, and Z. Which choice would you like to make? We need to make those choices. We need to... just be happy. Like I said, we're, we're only here for a very finite amount of time. And I realise that I'm jabbering on, but like I said at the start of this episode, I'm just going to talk until whatever falls out of my mouth falls into the mic. <laughs> But yeah and I don't care if no one listens to this or if it's got a very low reach if I'm reaching just one person to change their life ever so slightly that's that that makes me happy that makes me so happy that I'm able to change someone's life maybe quite insignificantly but that makes me happy that I've been able to give someone that I like listening to people, I like listening to stories and things and that makes me happy. So do let me know what makes you happy and the more obscure or minuscule or huge, whatever those things are, I would love to hear because I love those things. I love to hear about things that make people happy because that makes me happy, yeah? And if this episode has made you happy, please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you're listening on, that would really help me out to grow the podcast because... That would be a big dream of mine. And only you can do that for me. If you could share the podcast. That would be great. Word of mouth is fabulous. The great way to, the greatest way I'm told. To grow a podcast. Follow us on Insta. Click follow on whatever podcast player you're on. And thank you so so much for listening. To me wittering on. Uh, I'm so glad that I've got you to talk to. Because right now I'm alone. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to share my own thoughts with you guys. I hope you've enjoyed. Please take good care of yourselves. Yeah, I realise that we're living through really, really rough trying times at the moment. Please do all that you can to make yourself, to keep yourself sane. Yeah, do lots of self-care. You know, stay healthy, stay safe, love one another, be kind to one another, and you'll hear from me. Same time, same place next week. That's if I've not put out a bonus. Take care, guys. Much love. Bye.